you today. Um, blessed to spend a couple of days in beautiful Tucson with my daughter, Sarah Kate. Um, it was uh, pretty amazing scenery. God tore us away to, to get us back here, but I am really excited to, uh, to share with you tonight some of the stuff that we're going to get into in our uh, study ahead. Um, pray for me. Um, Sarah Kate and I were not so uh, warmly received last night by our family. Uh, we uh, got in a little later than we expected. The flight was delayed, and um, we got locked out of the house. So we spent the night in the driveway <laughs> in the car. It was awesome. <laughs> so I'm, uh, I'm not running on a, a, a ton of energy right now from sleep, but I, uh, I am uh, so excited about what we're about to, to do together for the next, uh, I don't know how many weeks, uh, this spring, basically. Uh, we're going to be engaged in uh, a study that I think has so much potential, so much uh, truth, so much power for us as individuals, just in our own relationship with the Lord the way that we flesh that out on a daily basis, the way that we uh, understand him and relate to him and apply his teachings uh, to our life, his, his truth, his goodness to our life, as well as how that all comes together and builds in, in a, uh, a really cool way for us as a people uh, that call ourselves Community Church and what that means for our future as well. So I think this spring is really big in that way uh, as we look to do this together. Um, if uh, our ushers, uh, whoever they may be, um, would, would pass out some, I've got some handouts uh, back there in a little box, just a couple of people. You could just, um, not everybody has to take one. If you're, there's also pens in a box back there as well if you need that. But there are some notes opportunities today for you to jot some things down, fill in some blanks, uh, add some things to, uh, based on some of the stuff that will be on the screen and that I'll be talking about. Um, so if you want to follow along in that way, this is a great way to do this. Basically, um, I'm taking a workbook, which is this one right here, called Experiencing God, and trying to capture a week's worth of information that you would have if you had this workbook uh, in your hand uh, and, and con condense it and, and kind of 
hone it down to what makes sense for us in this time into this page that you're getting in front of you and this teaching that you're getting uh, here in just a second. So it's a lot of information, and uh, I, I'm going to you know, fly through it. Uh, if you are of the persuasion to want to do a workbook, I just want you to know that that is available. And that's the only reason I'm talking about this. Uh, I actually have four of these back there. Uh, they're about $15, $16 a piece on Amazon. You can get one uh, and, and use that. Uh, if you do, uh, there's a good chance that you could preach uh, any of these sermons. Uh, so there's, there's like nothing uh, like completely new. This is some, just some good stuff, and I want us to have it uh, at our disposal. But I don't want to burden you with wherever you are in life right now with the daunting task of uh, having to do a workbook uh, section every day of the week. Uh, so, uh, but if you want to, that's great, uh, and it would certainly be um, great for you to do, but I don't want to tell you that you have to do that. And I think that what we'll do in here, combined with what we're doing in Com Group and throughout the week, will be uh, a good replacement for you having to to do the workbook, whether it's uh, spending $16 or just spending that amount of time doing it, uh, we're going to replace that with kind of how we've set things up. So that does require a little bit more engagement from, from all of us as we undertake this study. So our, our week is going to begin on Thursday, and you should have all gotten an email. If you didn't and you're not on that list, please let me know. Uh, so that we can get you added or let uh, one of the Tiltons know and they can get you added on MailChimp uh, so that when that email goes out every Thursday, you're on it. And when an email goes out every Monday, you're on it. Uh, we want to give you some information that will feed into what we're doing in this time as well as in our calm group time and kind of everything's leading up to that small group time on Wednesday when we gather together and share what God's been doing uh, throughout the week as we've spent time with him uh, in scripture and in prayer and, and come together in this time to, to do a little bit of study and then kind of bringing it all together and, and looking at how we might be applying that uh, and then helping each other with that on uh, Wednesdays as we discuss the stuff and pray over it. And then we'll kind of get into the next section uh, uh, the following Thursday. So that's where we're headed. Uh, we need you engaged in that uh, pursuit uh, as much as you can, uh, if at all possible. It's going to just make everything better for everyone. Because when you come together on Wednesday, if you have brought something, in other words, if you've been with the Lord with this uh, kind of theme all week together in, in that you know, way that we were being guided, but then individually, the Lord's like taught you something or showed, showed you something that's really unique, that you bring that to the table uh, on Wednesday night as kind of an offering of worship and blessing and ministry to the rest of us. It's going to just make what we're doing so much more dynamic. So please engage with it at that level. So uh, in other words, it's not just a you're going to get everything that you need by coming and listening to a teaching on a Sunday. If you don't sit with this stuff, it's not going to have the same power that it, that it can have for your life. So I want to encourage you to do that. So let's jump into it. 
today uh, and look at what are, what are our goals for this study. And so as you've got that paper, uh, I've started the sentence usually, uh, and, and then you've just got, got some room to kind of fill in with what else is up here. So our first goal is to just to know when Jesus is speaking to us as an individual and as a church. How do we, how do we know when, when Jesus is speaking to us? As we are on this pursuit together, and really the whole theme of this study uh, for uh, the spring is following Jesus together. And so it's not just an individual pursuit, it's a corporate pursuit. How are we to know when Jesus is speaking to us as a church? How are we to know when Jesus is speaking to us as individuals? Second goal would be to be able to identify his activity in our lives, to be able to say, I, I can see God at work. I know, I know how to look for that. I know uh, where God is in that. Uh, third goal would be to understand who he says he is and that he is faithful in his promises to us. That we have a better understanding of God, uh, who he proclaims that he is, who he has been uh, throughout Scripture, and uh, to know his promises and to know that he's faithful to those things. All right, moving on, uh, that we would then adjust our beliefs, our character, and our behavior to him and to his way. That we'd be able to make a change based on who God is, re recognizing that we're not, and that he has something uh, better for us in, in a way that he wants us to go, that we would make adjustments based on that stuff. Uh, another goal would be that we recognize the direction he is taking our life and I'd be able to identify what he wants, us, want, wants to do through us. So we kind of know this is the, the, the way he's nudging me, the way he's uh, channeling my life, the way he's put me together, um, and, uh, and, and then uh, to, to be able to identify what he wants me to do with that stuff. And then uh, to, to clearly know that we need what we need to do in response to his activity in our life. That we would know what he's asking of us. And then finally, and most importantly, that we would experience Jesus doing through us what only he can do. That you would really know that this is like the abundant life that he talked about that he was dying for us to have, that, that I'm in touch with Jesus and I, can, I know that he is working through me and that I know that he's working through us. That's what uh, our lofty goal is in this study. And may it be so by the time that we get to the end of it um, together. But the most important thing that we have to know in all of this as far as uh, reaching out for this stuff and, and hoping that this stuff can really take root in us is that there's absolutely nothing that we can just manufacture. Like there's not enough uh, information that, that you could get. There's not enough uh, that we could just put together ourselves to say, this is a God thing. If God doesn't choose to move, then we can't do anything about it. We have to put ourselves in position for God to move through us. But it's his will and, and it's his work that's going to do anything of any real substance. And so we surrender to that. That was our, uh, the scripture that went out 
uh, this Thursday was, um, I'm the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me, whoever stays with me, whoever sits with me, uh, just stays in me. Um, and, and I and him, he, it is he that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. So with Jesus, there's a lot of opportunity for us to be able to, to bear much fruit. Without him, there's nothing that's going to happen. And, and so we're, we're heavily relying on uh, the Holy Spirit to show up in this time in our lives. We're, we're asking, you're asking, uh, hopefully on a regular basis, Lord, teach me, uh, show me who you are. I, I want more of you. Uh, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't know how to do it, but you're just constantly begging him for that, constantly asking and submitting to him in that way because we know that we need him to show up. We're desperate. We, we don't have, I mean, we're, we're kind of blessed in a backwards sort of way uh, in that we don't have enough resource to just prop things up and, and make it look like uh, uh, that, that this thing is alive when, if, if God's not in it. And, and there's a lot of ways in which the, the, uh, the, the church in the West has been able to do that for a long time. And it, it looks like it's really healthy because it's got so much money and, and resource and talent and uh, popularity. Uh, but, um, but we don't have that. <laughs> we... Uh, uh, we're going to sink or swim. Uh, we're not going to be able to, to, to go too far uh, without uh, recognizing that the Lord's not in this, or he is. And so we're desperately seeking him uh, in the, the life of our church, and, in, and we should be in, as individuals as well uh, in touch with that reality. Uh, so the Holy Spirit is our teacher in all of this. Uh, John 14, 26, Jesus said, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. He's the one we're looking to. So it's not this material. It's not what notes you take. Uh, it's, it's the power of the Holy Spirit working in and through you. So there's an assumption that exists that you have the Holy Spirit in you as you're engaging this. If, if you... Uh, for some reason, don't think that you really know the Lord in that way, um, then talk to somebody. Talk to me. Talk to, to somebody uh, in your comm group about that. We want to, to try to flesh that out because we're, we're kind of assuming that, that everyone uh, is able to hear from the Holy Spirit uh, in that way, that you have been uh, redeemed uh, as a child of God in, in a way that you understand and, and know the power of God at work in your life uh, to, to some degree um, that, that that's there. So we're looking to him. We're asking him to teach us. Uh, and, and we're believing that he can do great things through us. Now, to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, that power in us is the Holy Spirit. And so we're asking him to do great things. Uh, Jesus said that he was the way, the truth, and the life. We're not, um, we're not asking anything else but what he has already revealed to us. Uh, and, and that's that if we would come to him, he's going to show us the way. He is the way. The, the first Christians, before they were called Christians, were, were just called the people of the way. Uh, 
uh, the way of Jesus. And, and so that's us today. We, we need to be people that are just following the way of Jesus. And that way is uh, that, that we look to him for everything. And so we're going to break that down a little bit more. Uh, if we will just follow him one day at a time, we'll just constantly be looking to Jesus just for today, uh, then we will always end up exactly where we need to be. We'll always end up in the center of God's will. If we're just faithful to follow him with the little things day by day, we don't have to have this big understanding, this big picture of like what God wants us to do with all of our life. Uh, and and uh, if we did, we would probably screw it up. We'd probably never get to that point. Uh, I'm so thankful that, that God hasn't given me too much to, to go with, uh, and he's just like revealed a little bit at a time because I don't know what I would do with that information. It would, I'd probably get too uh, lazy with it, just thinking that, that God in his sovereignty was going to make it happen. Uh, but we uh, just faithfully come to him and say, what do you have for me today? When I coach my guys uh, in basketball, uh, constantly trying to tell them, like, it's the little things that matter. Like, if you'll just take care of, of these little things, uh, just, you know, f- just block out, uh, just win this possession, uh, that, that all that stuff, you won't have to worry about winning a championship. All that stuff's going to add up in a way that's going to bear fruit. And uh, they don't need to worry about that. They don't need to just, like, get in the moment of, like, we're so good, we're going to win. Uh, but you have to take care of the little things. And so, uh, yes, we have a destiny in the Lord, and he wants to do great things through us, but there are just the, the little disciplines of following him on a day-by-day basis that we need to focus on, uh, and that's all we're asked to do. Um, Abram is a really great example of this kind of life. In Genesis 12, uh, I think I have one through five on there. I just have one through four up here. You can read the fifth verse later, but uh, it's written that now the Lord said to Abram, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and him who dishonors you, I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Great stuff. Like, thanks God. That, that's awesome. I want to do that. Like, I'm on board. What, what, is, what do you want me to do? Like, what, and, and all he does is he's, Abraham went, and the Lord, as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. He didn't really know what he was getting himself into at this point. He didn't know where, where exactly he was headed. But Abram just followed. And I think it's cool that it also says that, that Lot went with him. If, you know, if we will follow the Lord, it's, other people will follow with us as well. So it, there's a certain level of uh, contagious uh, kind of thing happening here with the Lord when, when we're faithful. Uh, it inspires other people to be faithful. But doesn't have to be a lot of information, a lot of details. The Lord just tells us where, what to do next sometimes. So the question is, um, are, we, are we really like following the Lord with our life in that way? And, and if not, uh, is that something that we really desire to do? Is that, is that something that we're willing to do? Uh, are, we, are we going to be faithful to what he asks us to do today and let that take place however he wants to in the big picture? Jesus urged us to seek his way first in Matthew 
Uh, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, don't be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. And um, many of us are well aware of that last part of the scripture. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. I mean, do you really have, I mean, when you think about all the, the stuff that's like, you've got enough right now on your plate, don't you? Uh, and, and so uh, why get into worrying about like what's going to happen or maybe not even happen, not even be relevant tomorrow or the next day? Just take care of today. Uh, and don't be anxious about tomorrow, Jesus tells us. Um, agree to let his way be our way. Uh, and if we can't do that, we just need to be honest with him. I mean, he can handle that. If you, if you just really need to say, I, I just don't know how to do that, God. I don't know how to trust you with that stuff. I need to be able to have control over it. I need to, to I mean, just take that to the Lord. But know this, uh, Philippians 2.3 says, For it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. So anything that you're going to accomplish, it's God who's going to make it happen in the first place. And so if you'll just go to him and, and just say, I, I need to be in, in touch with you. I need to be in line with your way. Uh, it's his will to make that stuff happen. It's, it's his good pleasure to work in us. So allow him to, to be that um, because that's what he's promised us to, that he wants us to be in our life. We must be careful, though, uh, to check our experiences with what we know of God in Scripture. So we might have a lot of experience where we say, you know, I just don't feel like God showed up. I don't know, like, why he did this. And I just, like, it seems like God is... Uh, uh, kind of just messing with us, or, or I, I don't think he's this way. I, I haven't felt him or I haven't known him to be that way. And that may be our experience at any given point in life. But it's always a good idea, always a good idea, always necessary to go back and, and see how our experiences line up with Scripture. What do we know about how God has worked for ages in people's lives, and then apply that. And, and so maybe our experience is a little different from that, but, but that doesn't mean that that equals the truth about God. It means that, that we may need to spend some time reinterpreting our experience with God uh, in light of what is true about him and, and get realigned. So uh, there's a, a few scriptures there that relate to that. Matthew um, 4, 18 through 20, this is all kind of how Jesus uh, basically has, has said that he works in people's lives. And that how, so it's kind of a dual purpose here. How, how we can see that this is the way God has worked uh, with other people. This is the way he's done it uh, with, with a lot of other people. And, and also this is an example of how uh, he wants us to follow him. So first one is while walking with the sea, by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who he can call Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, they were fishermen, and he said to them, follow me. I'll make you fishers of men. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. So it wasn't like a big you know, seminar on uh, what he was going to be doing with them. He just asked them to follow him, and they did. They were obedient. So he doesn't have to give us any details. Same thing happened with uh, James and John. Um, and they were mending their nets with their father. He called them. Immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. 
So again, not a lot of like details about what I'm asking you to do. Come follow me. Matthew 9, Jesus passed on from there. He saw a man called Matthew sitting at the tax booth, and he said to him, follow me, and he rose and followed him. Again, immediate uh, just obedience to, to Jesus' words. And then this excerpt from Acts 9, I encourage you to go read the whole thing, uh, 1 through 20. But this is about Paul's call uh, when he was uh, still Saul and falling to the ground. He heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he, and he said, who are you, Lord? And he said, I'm Jesus, whom you are persecuting, but rise and enter the city and you will be told what you are to do. Just gave him one step at a time. Just go to the city. And then the rest of the story kind of unfolds with like, so this happened and this happened and, and it all kind of worked together uh, for, for Paul to, to be able to be called by Jesus. So follow him one step at a time. Jesus wants, to fo- wants us to follow him in faith, knowing that he will reveal uh, what he wants us to do in his perfect timing. He just wants us to follow, us in, follow him in faith, uh, and we, we need to do that knowing that in his timing, he's going to reveal what's next, what's needed. So we kind of have to, to say, um, you know, what is God's will for my life? Uh, what, uh, we have to at least, you know, recognize that that's a thing that we talk about, right? Um, what is God's will for my life? Um, we shouldn't necessarily be asking that question, though. That's saying it's a bad question to ask, but uh, it really is a little bit off. We really should just be asking, what is God's will? Not so specific to us. What is God's will? And then investigating what we're supposed to do with that. Once we know God's will, how are we supposed to follow? What are we supposed to do with it? So John chapter 5 Jesus answered them, my father is working until now, and I am working. So it's kind of one of the truths we're going to see later, that that God's always working. God's always up to something. And Jesus said to them, truly, I say to you, the son can do nothing of his own accord. And this is Jesus talking about him, okay? This is Jesus talking about, like, what he did in relationship to the father. So how much more should we be engaged in this kind of uh, activity with God? The son can do nothing of his own accord, but only what he sees the father doing. So Jesus looks to the father. What's the father doing? For whatever the father does, that the son does likewise. And for the father loves the son and shows him all that he himself is doing. And greater works than these will he show him so that you may marvel. So kind of the way Jesus works, the way God works, and the way Jesus wants us to follow, uh, Jesus has been that example. So here's the example of Jesus. Um, The Father has already been working and is still at work. He invites us through Jesus, that should see instead of thought Jesus, (laughs) through Jesus to join him in his work. Uh, This was typed on the airplane last night. Uh, (laughs) um, We can do nothing on our own. So three examples uh, of Jesus from that scripture we just read. And again, this is the way Jesus Related to God. Then moving on, we must be on the lookout for God's activity. Uh, Jesus looked to see what the Father was doing, and then we must seek to be part of that activity. 
Uh, how can I join that? What can I do to be a part of that? And we must always remember that he loves us dearly. So sometimes we get caught up in like God's this big removed, you know, entity, and we forget that, hey, he's got our best interest at heart. He loves us. It's, it's not just like he wants us to be his puppets. Like he loves us. Uh, as he's revealing this stuff and asking us to do this stuff. And then finally, he wants to show us what he's up to. He wants to reveal himself to you. He wants to show you what he's doing. All right, so seven realities of following Jesus together. Uh, There's a little chart for this on the back uh, that might be helpful for you. Um, This is just broken. I have it broken down in words. Uh, The Father, um, sorry, that's the, the example. Uh, God is always at work around us is the first reality. So these are the, the throughout the study that we're going to be in, uh, we're going to break these down uh, each week and kind of get into deeper what, what each one of them means. But the first one is that God is always at work around us. The second one is that Jesus pursues a love relationship with us that is both real and personal. So it's not, again, just this, hey, I just want you minions to do my work. It's this real love relationship that he has with us that is wrapped up in us being a part of his work. And so the Holy Spirit invites us to join him in his work. And I'm just using those words, those names of God uh, uh, interchangeably. You could say God for every one of those or Jesus for every one of those or the Holy Spirit for every one of those. But uh, the Holy Spirit invites us. Jesus invites us to join him in his work. I want you to be part of this. The fourth reality um, of following Jesus together is that God speaks to us through the Holy Spirit, through the Bible, through prayer, through circumstances, and through the church to show us himself, to show us his purposes, and to show us his way. And those are important things to look at as far as how we hear God, how we know that God is speaking to us. Fifth reality is that God's invitation for us to join him in his work will always bring us to a crisis of belief that requires faith and action. We're going to have to come to this point when we realize that I can't stay where I am and truly go with God. And God's going to keep bringing us to that. That's growth. That's sanctification. That's moving us along. That's him revealing himself more and more to us and us going deeper and deeper into uh, what he's about in this world. In six and seven, we must make major adjustments in our life in order to follow Jesus. Uh, Sometimes that involves like moving. Sometimes that involves like just a change of of mind. And, And then sometimes moving is easier than changing our mind uh, and changing our habits. Uh, But major adjustments have to be made if we're really going to follow Jesus. We have to uh, be willing to do that, to stay with him. Otherwise, we just choose our own path, and we say, this is enough. You go on. I'll meet you down the road, God. Um, I want to explore this over here. And, And he's so gracious that he lets us do that. He lets us wander off. And, and figure out stuff on our own. When we didn't have to, we could have stayed on the path with him. Uh, but uh, I, I think his heart is, uh, let's not waste time doing that stuff. Uh, but his heart is also to just keep redeeming and redeeming over and over again. Our, our screw-ups, our sin, 
um, our stubbornness. Uh, thank the Lord for that. Uh, and, and so the last one is we get closer to Jesus by experience as we obey him and as he works through us in the world. If we're on that path and, and we say, like, I'm, no, I'm going to go do this instead, God, and then, then we know, okay, I, I get it now. Like, I'm going to stay with you this time. Uh, instead, I, I kind of thought about going that way, but I'm going to, because of what I learned last time, I'm going to stay with you this time. And then we have that experience to build on. And so now we have the negative of what we didn't do, and we have the positive of what we did do with him. And so it makes it that much easier for him to take us to somewhere else. And so we just have to go through some of that process. Some of us are more stubborn than others, and we have to do it a little bit more. But the, the whole point is that we get closer to Jesus as we experience him in this way. So uh, wrapping up, I uh, just want to ask you to look a little bit deeper this week. I'm going to send you an email that includes some uh, scripture references to, uh, to look at how this played out in the life of Moses and you can do a little bit of study on your own with that, uh, taking each of the seven realities and looking uh, at how God interacted with Moses in this way. Uh, and so already you might be saying, but I'm not Moses. I'm not one of those Bible characters. I'm not a, a superstar Christian. Why would God ever do anything significant or awesome through me? Uh, and, and I just want to give you uh, these scriptures, and I want you to go and read these as well this week. Uh, the first one is about uh, Elijah uh, from James 5, 17 through 18. And I love what uh, the, that scripture starts with, uh, that, that Elijah was an ordinary man like us. Like Elijah, you know, superstar for uh, this side of things, but when things were going down with Elijah and God. Uh, the truth was, he was an ordinary man like us. Uh, Peter and John in Acts 4.13, the, the, the people saw that there was great power coming from them uh, because they knew that these guys were uneducated, common men. And, and, and they recognized that they had been with Jesus, the scripture says. I love that. Like, you don't need degrees. Uh, you, you don't need uh, a ton of information and knowledge. Uh, you need to be with Jesus, basically. Uh, that's how uh, his power works. And then John the Baptist uh, in Luke 7, 28. Uh, think about like he, his ministry. Like Jesus, and when you read this, I can't remember the exact words, but basically Jesus said, like, there's nobody greater than John. Like, and, and, and John's ministry was only six months. Six months. Like, God did amazing things. And so much so that he said that uh, about him, that, that uh, there, there's nobody that will be spoken of more highly than John the Baptist uh, in, in Jesus' mind. And then 1 Corinthians 1, 26 through 31, God enjoys using ordinary people to do extraordinary things for him uh, because the boasting, the, 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 the spotlight is on the Lord in, the, in that uh, instance, instead of on us, instead of on our power. Uh, so uh, all this, sit with it, meld it into your life, uh, read the email, it comes out tomorrow, uh, start to, to do some of that study on your own, pray, bring that to Com Group. Uh, let's begin to, to let these realities start to get in us 
and, um, and see what God does with that. And so uh, be in Calm Group this week. If you don't know what that is and hadn't been to one before, we'd love to tell you about that. Uh, and if you want one of these books, uh, let me know, and uh, I can make sure you get, get one of the four if, if uh, you want one today. If not, they're available to you on Amazon. Carolyn is going to come and lead us in communion, and then we'll sing some more. All right.